All right, here we are. Episode one of In the Black podcast. And if you're a regular listener to the show, or you've been listening for the last few weeks, you knew this show was coming. And this is going to be our regular Friday spot now. And this show is for learning about fitness business. So anything to do with building a business or growing your social media account or your side hustle or anything like that um, in the fitness industry. And it's just different ways that obviously we can explore topics in business from our own experience as well as uh, for, for us to, to invite guests on that have more to do with business than they do to do with uh, fitness, training, mindset, that sort of thing as well. So that is what this show is about. Uh, the structure of the show, um, like our other shows, we'll have part one. We're going to talk about a failure or a lesson that we learned during the week. Uh, so try and keep it as recent as possible. And then second, uh, we're also going to talk about a resource that we've used during the week. So this can be a book, a podcast, a video, um, maybe just a conversation with someone, uh, anything that we feel like is useful or actually a conversation with someone they wouldn't have access to. So uh, anything that you guys can have access to that we, we have used during the week. So maybe an article or something like that. And then we'll get into our main topic that we wanted to talk about for the show. And I reckon these podcasts are going to go from anywhere, depending on if we use do an interview or not, 15 to uh, 15 minutes to an hour. And uh, we're filming this one as well. So we're in the studio or in our makeshift studio for now. So you can also find it on YouTube um, if you'd like to watch them. Uh, as I learned in Dubai, some of the people watch the podcast more than they listen to it. Mm. So we've got, to, uh, we've got to keep doing that for the fans that like that, which was, uh, which was cool to know. Um, so Raph, one, uh, one, f- one lesson slash failure that you uh, have learned from this week. Well, it was a different sort of week because, uh, because we were in Dubai. And yeah, I would say one thing that always happens when you go away is that you realize like what you've sort of got organized and what you haven't got as organized as well. So like mm, whenever you good point. go away, you're like always like anything that you just always do yourself and is not like systemized in some way or, or you're on top of it, like it always falls apart in some way mm. when you're when you're away and you're like fuck like that needs to that needs to be better. And it like punishes you way more for things that you haven't systemized or haven't set up properly or haven't taught someone how to do properly. Uh, and I, that's something I really noticed when I was away. Is like everything that I had set up well was sweet, like no problems. And then everything that I was more lazy with or I just did myself and I couldn't explain to someone how I did it, all of a sudden was like a bit of a problem. Anything that was specific to one gym but not to the other gyms or was it like a whole multiple gyms scenario? Yeah, there's like a few things. I, it was more of, a, more of like a single gym thing. There's a few things that I do because I'm mostly at, at Bono Junction, one yep. of our three gyms. And there's a few things there that like I just take care of mm. uh, and no one else really does. Yeah. And like I could have it properly systemized and, and maybe have someone else do it or just have it in a better way that I just think of doing it and do it. Yeah. And then because I wasn't there, all of a sudden like it was a problem. Mm. Whereas like all the things that we set up across the three gyms, like they're sweet. You can just put someone on it or it's systemized and like you, don't, you can just go away and not even think about it. Mm. Isn't it crazy? Like when you set up a system, like an automation, you can't imagine that you ever did your life like with it no. not automated. Like you get so used to doing just really nominal tasks that are essentially a waste of your time that an AI could do or someone like off, off-site could do very easily for you. And I would like to take all of those tasks that I still do and just automate them and systemize them. And there's still, there's still a few left, but once you, once you get rid of them, it's, it's amazing how much time you save. Yeah, and I think sometimes going away can be a really cool way to find that out. Definitely. Because you just all of a sudden realize like, oh my God, I just, I just always do that. 
it's also a good confirmation of like, hey, we've got like way more stuff sorted now. Like there was way less problems than there was last time. We yeah. had most of it smoothed out. Um, I think it also gives you good perspective on like what you don't want to come back to as well. You're like, oh, like I'm looking forward to getting back to do this, but really don't want to do that. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I should look at getting someone to do it instead. Um, it's always a good way. One thing I learned when I was away, after uh, interacting with a lot of the athletes as well, some of them are gym owners as well, you cannot... Okay, if you want to have a gym and be an elite athlete and you're just starting down that path, then being as... If you want to be as hands-off as possible as quickly as possible, you need a small gym. You can't run a big facility with a lot of costs and a larger lease if you're planning on being hands-off uh, as soon as possible. It's just way too much, way too many staff to hire, way too many members to have. It's just like more work uh, and essentially a lot harder. So if you're wanting to have a gym but be pretty hands-off, I would recommend starting very, very small. You know, a studio that could be packed around like 50 to 80 people. Yeah, and I think in Dubai, we saw heaps of really big gyms. Massive. So, it really stood out. And, like, the first thing you notice is, like, a massive gym with heaps of equipment and, like, crazy overheads. They still have to charge basically the exact same amount as a small gym mm. that's just got, like, four rowers or 50 rowers. Like, you still just charge whatever it is, like, $80 a week. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's not like... Just because there's more space doesn't really mean it's any easier to get to 300 members than it is to get to 100. Like, getting to 100 in a small gym or a big gym is, like, basically just as difficult. Mm. Uh, but in one gym at 100, you're like bringing in profit and it's, it's great. At the other one, you're like losing money every single month. Yeah. Uh, so, it, uh, big gyms can look really good when you walk in, but for the person actually running it, it's, yeah. it's a bigger, it's a much bigger task to undertake. Yeah. And sometimes you can be like, oh yeah, but you know, if there's 300 members, imagine how amazing it would be. Whereas like the small gym can't get to 300. But if you've never, like a lot of gyms never get to that point. Mm. And like we haven't really even got to that point in our biggest gym where it's like, the amount of people you potentially could have at the gym is, is there. Yeah. Uh, so, just understand that you're taking on something like much harder and the reward is probably going to come way later. Yeah, I also reckon that the people that start bigger gyms also end up like sort of we have is using side projects to support the gym because it's such a big undertaking. So, bring in subleases like how we have star yeah. strength here and, and, and balance makes the whole thing more complex yeah and you're just adding layers to something which is is very tough and that's not to say that you can't do it and obviously it, yeah. it, it ends up being more rewarding in the end right because it's a bigger project it's more complex has more systems it's bigger community bigger team more opportunities for growth etc but it's a lot more work. So if you're not prepared to do that work or you're looking for something really simple and you just want to do some coaching, you maybe want to run 20 classes a week max, you just want a small cost, you don't want a big lease hanging over your head, start small. Start small. Yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of the good gyms do start small and they just got bigger and bigger. Yeah. What about like that one gym that had 10 gyms and then he's now back to one? Yeah, six, six. Six. Okay, six gyms. He went from one to six back to one. <laughs> it was so big that... You could only, um, a membership would get you access to only certain classes. So you could buy like the evening 5, 5 p.m. membership. Class, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Now it's down to one. Yeah, it's like pretty unbelievable. One. Yeah, that's what can happen during a boom phase. Yeah, it can die hard. Um, okay, so one resource that uh, we've been tapping into this week or that I tapped into this week was actually uh, a book that I've read um, or I've been reading. Um, I think I may have mentioned it before. I've been reading it for a while now. Because uh, it's it's quite good. You only need to do maybe ten pages at a time, 
and you get a lot out of it. It's called Leaders Eat Last. It's by Simon Sinek. He's got some uh, popular talks on Facebook. He had one that went viral, which was on the podcast that he has with the Quest Nutrition guy. Do you know what that podcast is called? You know the Quest Nutrition guy has a podcast? Yeah. yeah. Don't know what it's called. But okay. if you just look up to Quest, it's, it's there. Yeah. And so he's had some famous talks there. That I know he had a, a video that went viral. It must have had at least 10 million views. Jesus. And he also has, like he speaks very well. And then he has a, a book called Start With Why, which is his original most famous book. So after he wrote Start With Why, he wrote this book, Leaders Eat Last. Um, and it's a really good book on leadership. And I mean, even if you're not a leader, I'd say if you, even if you're just a part of any organization, um, it's just a great insight into how organizations fail and how they succeed. Yeah. I know you've read that before as well. Yeah, I think it's a really good book. What, yeah. have, you, what have you got for us? Oh, were you going to say something? Like? No, no, no. No, I was just... Um, yeah, I don't know. He's done incredibly well. He also has like online courses as well that Does you he? can do. Yeah. He's got like a school. Like yeah, he's got like a school. school. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, do, you know, do you know where it's at? Simonsinic.com or something? Yeah. yeah. You just go to his website. He's got like a school and you can... And you, I, I haven't done any of it. Do we have a code? Um... You can use the code MyMuscle. It'll get you 0% <laughs> off. Um, it actually it'll won't work. Probably get you an error error report. A 404 page. Um, an error report as well. Um, I, I had a, a pretty good resource, but it was actually on the plane. And I'm having loads of trouble finding the name of it. But yeah. it, it was on the plane and it was, they had like a channel of LinkedIn Learning. Um, which sounds super boring. What, on the in-flight entertainment? On the in-flight entertainment. LinkedIn uh, Learning. Yeah, sounds crazy boring. Uh, but... A guy went through like the exact mechanism that makes um, like apps and, and things that you kind of get addicted to online. Um, like ha- an algorithm? Yeah. How, well, like the whole process of, of like what gets you coming back for it from more. Okay. Um, and basically the, the point of it was, and it was really good, but one of, there was several parts. To, one of the most important parts was like there's like external cues and internal cues that get you to do something. And like previously, you know, if Coke wanted you to buy more Coke, it was just loads of external cues. So they were, they're basically the thing was like, we'll just show you this. Once we, you've seen the brand so many times, you get accustomed to it and you're more likely to buy yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. Just, they would That's just, the old school way of yeah, doing so it, right? Yeah, they would just shove it in your, in your face yeah. like one million times. Yeah. Whereas with the newer brands, like I don't think Instagram ever takes out like a newspaper ad or anything like that. Like they don't really need to because it's, it's internal triggers that get you to go to it. So it's, it's like a feeling of being bought or like literally yeah. sitting on the toilet is like an internal trigger. Right. Because you're just sitting there bored, you're like, oh, I'll just go on it. You create associations to good times to go on Instagram. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. And, uh, and, and there's, loads of, there's loads of parts to it, but like that was one of the parts I thought was super interesting is, is finding it's like your, your idea's got to have like what internal triggers and get people to start using it rather than internal triggers. Because internal triggers are much more powerful. Right. And then, and then the ultimate is also like timing the person's internal trigger with, with like an external trigger. So if it can right. like know when you're bored and send you a notification when you're bored, then it's like that's the perfect storm. That's like mind reading. Was there um, an example of anything that's done that? Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's like that with all the notifications and stuff. They try and they're trying to they're trying to time the internal the the external trigger of reminding you to, to use something or go somewhere yep. with the with an internal trigger. Right. And, and they're trying to like they'll figure out like what is the internal trigger. So like you might have an internal trigger to watch Netflix when you're at home and it's at night and you just like need to wind down. Yeah. And then Netflix would try and like send you a cue, like set, more likely to send you a notification right. at that time when they know that you tend to go on Netflix and start right, browsing. Right. So it's like behavior-based cues. Yeah. That's, so, that's cool. so one of the cool ones was yeah, is if you're if you're starting some sort of fitness business, is like work out the internal cue, the internal trigger to to use your product that you're trying to satisfy. Right. 
So how do they get access? To, you can't remember what this learning tool is called. I'll really try and find it and, and maybe we can post somewhere. But I, I looked around for a while. Like it's in-flight entertainment. <laughs> so it's, it's fucking difficult. How to find. you entertain yourself on a plane is very different to how I entertain myself. Okay, you know what? I, uh, I, actually, I actually have got it. I don't know if you can find the video, but if you type in uh, Near Al, here's the name of the author, and the video was uh, creating, creating habit-forming products. Um, and if you have one of those, or you're interested in like why you get super addicted to, to your Facebook or your Instagram, um, yeah. it's really, really good. And if you type his name, he's got like a bunch of videos. Right, I think he's explaining the same thing. Right. Um, and he's got a book as well called right. Hooked, which basically is a book about the, the identical topic. Yeah. Um, w- w- which is pretty cool. I, I'd, I think even if you don't have one, it's pretty interesting because... You, you see a lot of yourself in, in it. Yeah. They're always, they're always good. Good ways to do it. All right, cool. So, uh, essentially, what we wanted to do today is set up... Well, now you've you know, heard a bit of the structure. Um, set up the context as to our story for this show so you can better understand like where we're coming from uh, with our business owner journey. And you can fold along and we'll keep you updated. Uh, and hopefully... Um, you can learn from some of our mistakes and failures. Uh, you don't learn anything from success. So I guess you just get some inspirational motivation. Um, and then, yeah, I guess it's appropriate for episode one. And then episode two and three and et cetera, we're just going to like have more kind of random topics as we go. So if there is stuff that you guys want to ask us anyway, definitely send us a message and ask us. So start, I mean, you guys, a lot of you have heard this story before, but just to recap, we started the gyms at some point that I always ask Raf because I forget, 2014. The very beginning. Yeah, beginning of 2014, before the Open. Uh, we, bought into, we bought into half of Marrickville, um, which as of the recording of this podcast, we own the whole thing. Uh, that's myself, Raf, and Rory now. And then two years after that, we opened Edgecliff. We bought Edgecliff um, off someone else. And then two years after that, or a year after that, Year and a half, year and a half after running Edgecliff, we bought Bondi, yeah. and so that leaves us at three gyms in 2017, uh, having owned Marrickville now and run it for four years, Edgecliff for three years or two years, no three years, it's, cu- it's coming up to three, coming up to three, yeah, and then Bondi for just over a year, I would say, so sorry, it's like four three yeah, one, so yeah, it's coming up to three, yeah, yeah. It's like 431, which has been an interesting journey uh, to open your second gym before your first gym is even doing well. Um, And then I guess opening a third gym for reasons that aren't always, that weren't to just um, like have a third gym to be profitable. It was like as a backup plan, partly as well, because we weren't sure about one of the second locations. Um, which is also one of the reasons to buy it. So it's been interesting and we've never started a gym from scratch. We've always bought an existing gym. Uh, so we've done it a little bit differently. Uh, but I can imagine starting a gym from scratch is definitely a lot more difficult for sure. Um, and then somewhere along the way in the first year, we started the podcast as well. And obviously the podcast has grown tremendously. Um, for a while, we were the number one health and fitness podcast in Australia. We're still in the top five, but... Um, we're holding down number one strong for a while, but that was just, I mean, we're just early in the game. Uh, but obviously, we've got a big listenership uh, still. And then, yeah, we've just seen everything else grow from like the gyms, ourselves personally, uh, our thoughts and ideas on all sorts of stuff in business like social media and coaching, um, having heaps of people over for different seminars, learning from them, 
uh, just changing ideas. We obviously went on the US trip. Uh, that was like massive for the podcast. Uh, we just got back from Dubai as well. We're planning to go to the US again, maybe Europe in the future. So uh, plenty of stuff has been happening over the last few years and that's kind of where we're at now. So Raf, tell, uh, tell us about our goals. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I think what the podcast, what In The Black is going to follow will be us hopefully tracking down some of these goals um, for the next year. So I think that's what will hopefully make it exciting. Yeah. But to give you an idea about, about where we're heading... Uh, I mean, this year, I think it's obviously like a big year of consolidation for us because uh, it's going to be like one of the first years where we're not opening another gym, mm-hmm. so we presume. Uh, and I think that will give us like a big opportunity to get the gyms to the point where obviously they're much more profitable than they are right now and they don't need us to run them. Uh, and I think probably the biggest goal for us is, is the gyms being able to grow without us there as well. Because I think we've like us with the coaches, we've grown the gyms ourselves uh, but like one big thing we've never been able to do is like go away and, and have it bigger when we came back um, and I think that's like a really challenging goal go away and what say and have it bigger than when we before right, we left right. or better than before we left yeah that's like a really tough goal yeah um, it's like really not easy and I think that's like that is the sort of point where we would like to be by the end of the year and and what I'm thinking is that is not opening another gym having a year off that like panic phase about signing leases and all the really distracting stuff that comes with that yeah we can really focus on on quality and, and not quantity yeah in the size of the business yeah uh so, so that's basically i mean a very rough outline of our goals mm-hmm. um for the year um with, with the gyms not with the podcast and i think we'll talk a lot about that through the year yeah because there's a lot of steps to get you towards that yeah definitely the um i think the most important thing uh for hitting these goals is definitely having a coach and like an accountability system um, and no matter who it is or or what organization it is or, or, or anyone, even if it's just a mentor or another business partner or anything, anyone like that, the accountability is what's important because you're always going to have the moments where you don't feel like doing anything or you get to a certain point, which we got to, and we're like, hey, things are going really well, so let's like just kind of focus on other stuff, um, and then that stops growing. And then eventually you just you stagnate or you go down, and that sends you into a moment where... Well, we experienced that. Yeah, if you're not constantly putting your energy into it and being accountable to someone to, to grow it and focus on it, then it's going to start slipping. And we saw that with one of the gyms this year, but we've turned it around. Uh, but it was just a good reminder that it's always important to have some kind of coach, mentor, some partner to keep keep you accountable. Um, that That's sort of external to the business as well. Yeah, it's 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 fine when, you, when you're running it because I think when you have a job, maybe if you go... If you go asleep for a period of time, like you might be just get in trouble, and sometimes someone will pick you up on it. Like, dude, you've been asleep for like the last few months, whereas you get like a really rude shock when you own the gym. Yeah, it's like a ruder shock. Yeah, because it's like all, all of a sudden, like you, you can't pay a bill and you can't believe it. Yeah, and someone's waiting for them to pay you. Yeah, and like and and it's a really rude shock that you get. So I think this year we're going to keep our eyes a lot more open uh, and stay a lot more focused on our goals. Yeah, yeah, and it's. Um it's important when you support yourself. When you go all in, you go full time um, to, you know, take it very seriously. Um, and you know, it's going to consume you for sure. But yeah, I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna go in all in, and yeah, essentially as hard as you want to work is as much money as you can make. Um, it's a very different ball game than to like showing up every day and knowing that like your bills are going to get paid and you're going to receive a check. But at the same time, there's also that unknown that like you could lose your job at any point, or the company you work for could go under. So. Um, I see that as more of a risk um, than kind of controlling, having, you know, your hands on your own steering wheel, driving your own car, so controlling where you're going 
rather than just being in the passenger seat of someone else's car. So that's the, uh, that's the context in the black. That's what we're going to be talking about. I think next episode, I really want to talk about business partnerships and how to choose the right business partners and how uh, not to choose a business partner and then what to kind of expect and whether you should go solo, whether you should go partnership, three, four, five, etc. Um, and specifically what that means for you and um, just some ideas you should think about for setting it up. So that's what we're going to talk about next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the first episode of In the Black. Uh, we hope you liked it and we'll see you next Friday.